This is meat and potatoes. Yes. Meat and potatoes, practical stuff. This is a checklist. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. Welcome. Want to say hello to all of you as well as hello to my co-host on this show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, hello, dear. How are you? I'm just peachy. I'm uh, just so everybody knows, uh, I'm just coming off of a chemo infusion. By the way, I feel pretty good. You do. Uh, I look phenomenal. Let's. There you go. There was some silence there. (laughs) I don't know. um, Was that engineered? Did they add silence in there to make it look like she wasn't agreeing with me? No, I was agreeing with you. It was just to, to add drama. So you added drama, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, well, everybody, um, we are doing part three of our top 100 things to get, which is based on the top 100 list of things that disappear the fastest. What we've been doing is just going through the list and doing a lot of color commentary on the items on the list. And the comments we've received have been very, very favorable. People love it. This is meat and potatoes. Yes. Meat and potatoes. Practical stuff. This is a checklist. And the speaking of the checklist, it is available on our website, prepping2-0.com. Look for the big thing that says um, top 100 things that go the fastest. And and one of the other reasons why we wanted to go through this list like we are in this sort of manner is the creators of that list have updated it in the sense of things that were outdated or things that were are no longer available because they're outdated. Things that have been improved. Improved. So, yeah. So, we thought that would be a good time to kind of do this. So, we have a couple of announcements, though. Yes. Yes. Let's see. The first announcement is... See, I'm on chemo. I'm not. I'm not as well. You're witty not as, on chemo. Yeah. You're on. You're coming off of it. By the way, no, I'm on the chemo. I got a course in through. Oh my yes, veins. you do. Yeah, but the infusion pump is gone. So in yes, other words, Kamala, Kamala is gone. Kamala is yes. gone. Kamala went to the border. Just kidding. She'll never go to the border. <laughs> Here's our announcement. The merchandise that we have is still on sale. There are selected items that are buy one get one free. It's already compu- uh, programmed in the computer. Yes. Shelby, what are those products that are buy one get well, one free? Well, they're the fun things. They're the the koozies, the drink koozies. We have a ton. summertime. Summertime. This is the time of year, Father's Day, 4th of July, barbecues. Those are fun and good conversation piece, as well as our masks, Mm -hmm. the I Miss America masks. So if you still are in a place where you may have to... We're in places... Most people are in places where... You may, you, you may have to carry one in your car just because somebody might need one, blah, blah, blah. It's a great so, souvenir. Great little souvenir. It's like, and, remember um, 2020, 2021 when we had masks? So look at this cool one. And remember, masks, we were selling masks before they were mandated. <laughs> yeah, we were ahead of the curve, <laughs> yeah, as so, usual. So those are buy one, get one free, as well as if any purchases, if you decide to you know buy a bunch of things, um, purchases over $60, you get free shipping. So because we don't want to move this stuff. No, and we want to mo- get it to you. And summer's about to start for us and this is moving is going to start going into a fevered pitch and I believe the website would be prepping2-0.com slash shop look for the shop button to find that stuff we don't want to turn this into a commercial you have something very cool to read and um, uh, this is important stuff so Shelby take it away well I think it adds to the Ambiance. The ambiance of this show, why we prep. So this is from a fan. I won't say the person's name, but I love getting messages like this because it you'll just see why. I'm just going to read it. I've been one of those rainy day preppers. In other words, I wasn't too concerned about it for most of my adult life until I started listening to you and opening my eyes to what was going on in this country. My wife has been a much better prepper than me and introduced me to your show. We thank lived you. in... Yes, thank you. We lived in Portland for 30 years. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I did too. I loved it most of the time. It is beautiful if you don't look at the garbage on the side of the roads. has a great story. climate if you like rain, which I do. However, in the last seven years or so, we have seen the liberal agenda get stronger and stronger. Three years ago, we decided to move. At that time, I wasn't thinking red states, blue states. I was thinking conservative, liberal. Kind of the same thing. But, yeah. We moved to a beautiful house on a lake in a small town in northeast Washington state. It was at least half the cost of what the same house in the Portland area would have been. This part of the state is very conservative, very red. 
Hearing your guests, your I'm sorry, hearing your quest of moving from a blue state to red state has made me think of the different options we have. We love where we live and have great friends that have much of the same concerns and ideas as we do really and really don't want to move. However, we realize that we are still under blue state laws yes. no matter how red our area is. Mm-hmm. Boy, that resonated yep. with me. Territory. Therefore, we are working on possibly buying a vacant property in Idaho or Montana. We'll find something cheap and in the forest of North Idaho or Montana. We would then put a tiny house or container home on it, possibly run it out on Airbnb as a hunting retreat when we're not using it and having it as a bug out home if and when needed. It will have food and water storage and whatever we need to survive in a separate container. That way, if and when we just can't live in Washington any longer because of its government policies and laws, we can pack up what we have and move to that property. Amen. That's just like straight out of uh, a great state, my book series. Yeah. Exactly. One of the things I like about this message mm-hmm. is that it talks about kind of colonizing, like finding a yes. place and putting a small thing on. We I just recorded video bonus show 56 for Patreons at $5 up and level, uh, $5 up le- and up level. So it's chemo, doggone you chemo. <laughs> but um, one of the points that the guest made there, and he was a younger guy, he was a recent medical school graduate was they are doing that in Idaho where they're getting a smaller place and Mm -hmm. then they're sort of looking further. And it never occurred to me because I'm older than he is. And it's like, no, you move and you have a permanent spot. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. So let me just um, conclude this gentleman's letter, which was very encouraging. I I thought it was the end. No, that's okay. In your books, you talk about moving from Eugene to Colorado, which is, you know, from the fire into the skillet. Mm -hmm. The only reason that could be done is because she owned on her... Or her father owned a property in that state and neighborhood association. Bingo. Bingo. That is what has encouraged, exactly, that is what has encouraged me not to just move to a red state, but at least own property in a red state where we can go if necessary. Exactly. Thank you for your encouragement and ideas, and good luck with your move to Montana. We'll miss you here in Washington, but who knows? Maybe we'll be neighbors in the near future. How cool is that? It is very cool. That's why we do this. We love it. We get a lot of these. We don't read them all, but we get a lot of emails. Well, we don't read them all on the show. On the show. We read to each other. Oh, absolutely. And it's so magnificent to be able to affect people and to help people and improve their lives. But hey, enough of that. Speaking of improving people's lives, I think we should jump straight into the list of things that go the quickest. And a little bit of background, we just go through them during the regular show. And if you're not a Patreon, it just sort of ends there for you. If you're a Patreon, you get to listen to the after show. And in the after show, we'll cover a few more. So bottom line, if you're not a Patreon, and it's just the way it worked out, if you're not a Patreon, there are going to be gaps. There are going to be five, six, ten, whatever it is. We never know. Well, we just go on for like 30 or 40 minutes for the after show. Yeah, we just go and do that. We riff, baby. Oh, yeah. We so so riff. We're riffers. So um, I will do the the odds, and you can do the evens. Okay, so we're going to switch. That's right. You know, keeping it keeping, keeping it, it exciting. Yeah. Number 29, which is an odd number. I want everyone to know. So you get to start. Yeah. Uh, garbage bags. And it says the larger 30 gallon sizes. And it says on the list, the top 100 list, again, available at prepping 2 com. Impossible to have too many. I could not concur more. You want to talk about an inexpensive item, takes up very little space to store, it doesn't rot, it doesn't go bad, and that would be garbage bags. The thicker, the better. I mean, you can have some regular ones for regular uses, but I'll say some of those contractor bags, I want to say three millimeter thick or something like that, those are pretty legit. Yeah. You can use them for, <coughs> excuse me. Chemo, chemo, Kamala's not completely gone yet. That's all right. (laughs) That's really annoying. I apologize. But you can use them for everything from shelters you can wear them you can put game that you've shot in them maybe somebody gets a little uppity there's a chainsaw there's some limbs you can and i don't mean from trees i'm just saying maybe you could put those in bags too lots of uses lots of uses yes one thing that i think i I think is noteworthy one of the this is one of the ones that has an update on it um, it says garbage bags emphasize 13 gallon or larger 30 plus gallon sizes. They have marked out mm-hmm. 13 gallon and basically they'll go for the big go ones. for the big ones. Impossible to have too many. Think of all the things that you use, even just Ziploc bags for. A lot of it can be used garbage bag wise. Mm-hmm. So go for all kinds of sizes, all kinds of thicknesses, all kinds of closures. One thing I will say. Do not get the scented ones. Oh, geez. Why would you? I used a scented one to uh, recently to 
and I had it in the car with me for like a couple hour drive, I was ready to pull over and just lose my lunch. It was, why? Why do you do these things to us, people who create these things? So no, don't get the scented ones. They'll give you a headache. That's my recommendation. So did we cover that one? Are you ready for that? I think one? we did. I think we did a nice job with garbage bags. Even number... Even Go number number thirty. Okay, everyone, get your laughing emojis out. <laughs> get um, all your laughing memes out because <laughs> it's hilarious right mm-hmm. now. Toilet paper. What? What? Who saw that coming? Kleenex and paper towels. Yeah. All those things you can only buy one of at Costco. Mm-hmm. Get them. So yeah. yes. To- oh my goodness, toilet paper. You can't have enough. But there's also the other thing I want to add to this that came out of the you know toilet paper crisis, COVID twenty twenty. <laughs> The need for toilet paper, but also it's limited. You can have 10,000 rolls of it, but at some point you're going to run out. And toilet paper is a thing that's needed because it's a cleanliness factor. It's oh, a, yeah. The one thing that I'm interested in once we land in Montana is a bidet. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, not. I, now, hold on. Before okay, because I'm about to what, say heck no techno. I, I, no, I'm not, no, and you've had a bad experience with them. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're just gonna let that one sit yeah. there. There are four France. Pri- I was drunk. No, you no, weren't. I just made that up. There's there's proper <laughs> pepper type bidets where it's an attachment in your commode, and it prevents the need for using toilet paper all the time. I doubt it. Yeah, well, right, but you can save on toilet. Okay. So let me just throw that out there. Do some googling on it. That interests me, especially when you when I think about how many tubs of um, toilet paper we have. So there I think you go. we have a disagreement. I'm going to say this: bidets are for what? communists. Okay. And if you use a bidet, you're a communist. You might as well have a sickle and hammer tattooed <laughs> on your butt. I okay. guess we disagree. There one you thing. Go. One mm-hmm. thing I'd like to mention about toilet paper: we did. Uh, I think we did a VBS. We did a show yeah. on this of some kind. There are ways to store toilet paper, and there are ways not to store it. Uh, for anything longer than, say, one year storage, you need to do something special. For a year, you can get away with just throwing it, you know, in the rafters or whatever with the plastic thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to store it for longer and if you're yes. going to store a lot of it, and we have, and I've counted, 792 rolls of toilet paper in deep storage. Not a joke, for real. COVID didn't touch it either. COVID didn't touch it. What you need to do is you need to collapse the rolls because that round tube in the middle takes up a lot of space. Collapse them, crunch them down. And put them in vacuum bags, the space saver bags, not mm-hmm. the, I guess you could use, you know, vacuum seal bags. You did. You actually did. Yeah, some I did and, yeah. actually. I did actually do that. But the other way is the uh, space saver bags mm-hmm. for like clothing and stuff. And you put a vacuum cleaner on there and it sucks the air out. It reduces the size, keeps them dry and keeps them um, flat. flat. Now, here's the thing. What you need, if you don't get rid of the moisture or you don't do this right, when you open it up, the toilet paper is going to stick together and it's going to be like six ply and it's going to be all gross well, and not we've all gone work. camping in, you know, mm-hmm. where and had a roll of toilet paper that's been compromised. <laughs> <laughs> that's had condensation on it yeah. for too long, yes. So, it's an important thing, you guys. It, as she mentioned, it's a it's a hygiene item. I think it's a barter item. It mm-hmm. what, For whatever reason, that was the first thing people hoarded during the COVID thing. So that should teach you everything you need to know. Of course, Kleenex and paper towels are good, but we're really focusing on toilet paper. Shelby, the next one, number 31 being an odd number would be for me. But before we do that, why don't you tell folks about some of our sponsors? Yeah, I'd um, love to talk about, because especially talking or reading that letter from that great fan, um, Jared Savick, one of our mm-hmm. great sponsors and fans and guests on this show. He and his wife are preppers and realtors in the Kalispell, Montana area. As preppers themselves have a really good idea and and know what it takes to make a good prepper property, whether you want to buy something turnkey or build your own retreat, encourage you to check them out. They have properties in town, out of town, and way out of town. So if you hear the word Kalispell and go, yeah, that's not where, that's okay, check them out. You can find them on the webs on the on the World Wide Web. The uh, www. Yep, check it out. And uh, <laughs> put it in your search engine, seize the day Montana, seize the day MT.com. And uh, when you email them or contact them, let them know Glenn and Shelby sent you. Cool fact about Jared. I just recorded a show a few minutes ago for the American Warrior Society, which was fantastic. And they said, yeah, our our live folks that are watching live. Oh, we have Jared from Kalispell. And the host, who's a big fan of the show, Rich Brown, awesome guy, said, hey, Jared, that's your uh, that's your Kalispell guy. And I went, yeah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So anyway, thank you, Jared. Thank you for that. I would like to mention Katie Armour, C-A-T-I, which stands for Come and Take it armor they make steel 
armor body plate or body armor that's steel and is coated with an anti-spall coating. You got to have body armor. They're going to take it away soon. If you go on the KD Armor website, which is kdarmor.com, cleverly enough, and you use the coupon code GRANT, you get 10% off. And then I also want to mention Numana Foods, long-term freeze-dried foods in large portions. Um, can't beat it. 10% off if you use the coupon code PREP, lowercase. And that's that's all I have for right now. Shelby. Well, let me jump back to the Katie Armour. Really encourage people to consider that as part of their preps sooner rather than later. I know it's body armor. Why do I need that for? Well, you've seen the defunding the police and the violence in the streets. One or two things. One, current administration is, is considering banning such things. Two, uh, American steel is harder and harder to find. Yeah, that's a good so point. Supply they, disruptions. They may not even be Inflation, able to supply. Inflation, yes. supply disruptions. So, Another yeah. thing. Something to think out. Number 31, milk, both powdered and condensed. Shelby, you have quite the story about uh, powdered milk. Why don't you tell folks your story about powdered milk? Well, which one? <laughs> well, when you couldn't find it. Oh, my gosh. During the COVID uh, craziness, uh, I'm a big believer in packaging and uh, food saving one quart enough in a food saver bag to create one quart of milk or or some if it's if it's rice or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like a pound or two but taking a common cooking size of stuff and vacuum sealing it to that so you Mm -hmm. don't need to measure it so i knew i first of all i knew i already had some powdered milk but i knew i was low so i go to go look for it it's nowhere to be found at the time it was one of the very first things to go you guys oh wow 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 so managed to get it through a restaurant supply kind of situation and i i food saved that i vacuum sealed that for for, till death do us part i found another one through another um, 50 pound bag cash and carry whatever their new name is i remember i took a picture of i go oh my gosh look at this and she's like oh geez get get it it, get it and we did that in bigger sizes so i encourage that a lot and i also like that they put on this this condensed milk Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about the sweetened condensed milk because that is has a lot of sugar added just condensed milk and if you do that shake it every now and then Mm -hmm. uh to keep it moving around but Powdered milk is insanely handy. I use it these days when it's just I need to make something with a cup of milk and I don't have any milk. I do that a lot in general. But on the other hand, there's also you can feed people. You can get protein to them. It can be a substitute, not a great one, but a substitute for baby formula Mm -hmm. in an extreme situation. Really handy to have that, especially if you're able to vacuum seal it and keep it for a long time really handy to have a lot of calories and nutrition Mm -hmm. condensed into a powder easily mixed with water and everybody loves milk and you'll get over very quickly by the way that this is powdered milk it's not real milk you know what you'll get over it well in this whole covid experience with powdered milk that i have watch your brands there, there's some that taste very, very, very milk-like, like mm-hmm. right out of the, you know, fresh milk. Then there's others that have that childhood carnation kind of flavor. A wang to it. Yeah, and it's a little, yeah. So secrets to making good powdered milk, use cold water, chill it, shake it incredibly well, or use an immersion blender, some way to shake it, and super cold water, like ice cold water. That's a big key right there. So the next one is, I'll jump to the next one. This is, uh, good preppers know this, garden seeds. Number 32. Number 32. Uh, We've had a lot of experience with this. Heirloom seeds. And you'll see that, especially this time of year, as everyone's all into gardening. And you're hearing it on other prepping shows and websites and blogs. And who blogs anymore? Anyway. You do. Victory girl. Yes, I do. Heirloom seeds are handy because they are seeds that when when they reproduce, when they... Bloom and when germinate. They bloom, when I they believe. germinate, mm-hmm. the seeds are able to be then used. So, in other words, if I plant a tomato, I grow a tomato and I keep the seeds, I will then be able to make mm-hmm. more tomatoes. Ones that have been um, hybridized too much mm-hmm. and they're not heirloom seeds, generally the seeds that come out of that fruit is not, will not Shooting germinate. Blanks. It, yeah, exactly. So, encourage heirloom seeds. And then the on the other side of that, build the skill to gardening. That is huge. Oh my gosh. There are so many, like, I call it, you know, the checkbox things, the uh, buy it now things on Amazon. It's like, oh, I'm going to get a seed bank and that's all I need to do. No, you need the seed bank. Like with so many other things, it's a system. You need the seeds. 
you need the place to grow the seeds and you in particular need the skills to grow the seeds and it takes many many years of trial and error and we're going to start all over again with a new climate and everything else in montana um you this is not you know just put a drop of water on it and it reconstitutes as a tomato thing this there's some skill to this but boy you cannot beat having seeds and having a garden and having a sustainable way of eating there's no substitute. And you just hit it on the head. I, I just feel like this is one of the bummers to moving. I just feel like I finally got my brain under me after mm-hmm. three growing seasons here in Washington State, how to get everything that I want to grow growing. Got it going. Now we're going to move to a place where there's a very short growing season, harsh winters. And I get to start all over again. But I'm bringing with me my heirloom seed. Yes, you are. I'm also um, going to, at the end of summer, I'm not going to grow anything this summer. At the end of summer, when all of these seeds go on sale, I'm buying them. So mm-hmm. you're next. I am, but quick. you know what? We only have a couple minutes in this segment. So what I wanted to do was mention some other sponsors. You bet. Backwoods Home Magazine. I recently uh, re-upped the subscription, by the way. I took care of that for you on awesome. the husbandly to-do He's list. so awesome. I kind of am. Backwoods Home is a great magazine. It comes out in paper format. It's online, too, but we really like the paper format. It comes out every quarter. Backwoods Home Magazine, Self-Reliance Magazine, perfect stuff. If you use the coupon code 6, that's digit 6, off, so 6 off, you get 6 bucks off. I think it's $47 a year without it, so it comes down to $41. Uh, it's a reference piece. I mean, there's every quarter there's some great ideas in there. I also wanted to mention Minuteman Coffee. Uh, we have the I Miss America blend. Of course, we have our own blended coffee. They're, and they're Every the exclu- addict yes. needs their own, and that would be you. And thanks to Minuteman Coffee, they're our exclusive roasters of our exclusive yeah. blend, which is great. By the way, in the last VBS I did, VBS 56 with Daniel, he was drinking uh, his Minuteman coffee at 6.30 in the evening, which I thought maybe was a bad idea, but it reminded me of you. Whoa, that I was me. I have learned not to do that. I'm too old to do that. <laughs> so we... Oh, we also have EMP Shield. Yes. EMP Shield is great. They make a device that protects whatever it's wired into, whether it's a generator or a home or a vehicle or a ham shack from the effects of an EMP. They've tested it. Um, I'm told that the switch, if you will, that cuts off the electricity activates in, I believe it's one ten trillionth of a second. It's it's an amazing thing. So it doesn't let the, the pulse pass through. If you go into the EMC, EMP website, which the best way, of course, to get there is prepping 2.0. Go on the friends and affiliates page and you'll get you'll you'll click on the logos and you'll get directly to all this stuff. If you use the coupon code prepping 2.0, you get fifty dollars off each device, which is kind of nice. And then finally, I wanted to mention Lizzie McDaniel, our awesome Tennessee realtor. Mm. She was on a VBS. She's been doing great. She's been getting a lot of calls and emails and stuff from prepping 2.0ers that are considering moving to the awesome red state of Tennessee. Lizzie's one of us. She's really one of us. And she knows what's involved in relocating. It's not just like, you know, here are the schools and here are the property taxes and all that other stuff. It's like, here's what you need if you're thinking about relocating. And she listens. So that's been a great thing. And that is a nice segue into saying redstate-realtors.com is a great place to go. If you live in a blue state, thinking about moving to a red state, redstate-realtors.com. You just click on, let's say, the Florida thing on the map. Boom. You got four realtors in Florida who are like us who can maybe help you out. And so anything else? We have a few more seconds in this segment, and then we're going to come back. I'm going to give a little teaser. On the other side, we're going to talk about number 33, and here's what they are, and then you're going to hear our commentary on it. Clothespins, lines, and hangers. Why would that be important? Guess you have to find out. Seems important. Don't go away. Come back after the break. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com 
Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everybody. We are in segment two of the regular show. We are counting down, if you will, and giving color commentary to the top 100 things that go the quickest, which is another way of saying the top 100 things to get. This is a great checklist. Uh, I think it's just interesting hearing thoughts about things like why would you need clothespins, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, this list, and I think every prepper should have it and print it out. It's a shopping list. It's a to-do list. It's a mind-opening list. And that is at prepping2-0.com. You click on the thing that says top 100 things that go the fastest, the new top 100 things that go the fastest. The reason new is in there is, as Shelby mentioned at the beginning of the show, this has been updated. So number 33, closed pins, lines, and hangers. I originally, like two years ago when we read this for the first time, I was like, well, that's kind of crazy. Why would you need that stuff? And then I thought, well, because you're probably not going to be washing your clothes in a laundromat or like your normal laundry things. And then I started noticing in my study, and I'm going to actually, I'm not kidding, it's kind of a study of, of Yugoslavia and how it broke apart. I've watched a million YouTube videos. I kept seeing in the background clotheslines with hangers and clothespins because that's how you're going to dry your clothes. You're not going to have a dryer. You're not going to have electricity. You probably aren't going to have natural gas. You're going to need to launder clothes. We talked about the uh, manual yep, laundry that's machines. Yep, number 20. Exactly. Back at number 20. And so, once again, everything's a system, right? You have a way of washing clothes. That was number 20. And now at number 33, you have a way of drying clothes. There's few things on this list that are more inexpensive than clothespins. Get them on Amazon. Get a hundred pack for four bucks. Oh, at bucks. a hardware store actually or a drugstore you can find them. Exactly. Yeah. And then the line form and the hangers. I would also note that clothespins are very helpful for improvised signaling and booby trap devices. They're very helpful for a variety of things 
that you're going to have to be fixing or MacGyvering um, without necessarily all the stuff you normally have in a setting where supplies have not been disrupted. And if I, if it cl- the handiness of clothespins, if I can add to mm-hmm. that, clothespins are very handy. Along the same lines as clothespins, binder clips. Mm-hmm. And you can buy those in gross, you know, size of a gross amount. I mean, a huge amount of different sizes. Clothespins falls into that as well. Uh, line and hangers. And when, you, when we're talking about clothesline in particular, it does rot the the mm-hmm. traditional cotton clothesline. So if you can find something that's a little bit more sturdy, I recommend that. I think paracord would paracord do well. Paracord would be kind of awesome. So are we ready to head on to number 34? Number 34. It's an even one. Go for it, dear. It is. It's pet food. Hmm. We ran into this during COVID and... Um, it's a big deal, especially if you have pets, and especially if pets that are part of your preps. Um, I was finding myself looking for uh, alternative pet food, and I encourage you to think Prisoners. like this. For right, I encourage you to think along these lines because we do, we do have pets. Um, there's pet food, and with especially with the supply line situation happening, China, China, everything coming from, and just in general. Supply disruptions. disruptions. Things are getting more expensive. Um, And we did a show with Bear Independent, who opened my mind a little bit, that rice, rice is a great additive to dog food. So I'm setting all that up to tell you what I did last year. We have a Mm -hmm. freeze dryer. Food freeze dryer. Food freeze dryer. Found through friends of friends, through Craigslist, through Marketplace, through all that. People who had freezer burnt meat that Mm -hmm. they didn't want anymore. And I didn't want to eat it, but I'll freeze dry that, mixing it with rice and with, you know, stewed carrots. carrots. Think, and yeah. stewed carrots, dogs don't do well with raw carrots. I have a good, nice little supply of freeze dried dog food. I give it to them every now and then as a treat so they're used to it. And yeah, so I encourage you to think along those lines. I also encourage you if you're a hunter, all of those things that you don't necessarily like, the livers, the kidneys, and if you don't like to eat those, think about some sort of way to preserve them for dog food. So those are my thoughts on dog food. And then just stock up a little bit. Buy the big bag or buy some canned and have some extra, especially if your animals are part of your preps and part of your community. Got to think about the pets. Number yep. 35. This is kind of obvious, you guys, yeah, big, but yeah. I mean, we'll say it anyway. Clothes, underwear, socks, pants, shirts, jackets, Hats. Shoes. Yeah, well, that's It's not later. on there, but we're going to throw no, it. No, that's okay. later. Um, clothes. I guess the point is, is there you're going to need extra clothes. I, I can see that for a variety of reasons. Number one, laundry facilities, laundry access is going to be degraded. And you might have to have 10 pairs of stuff because you only get to wash stuff, you know, once every other week or something like that. I don't know. Stuff's going to tear. Stuff's going to rip. Uh, stuff's going to wear out. Stuff's going to get stolen. So you're going to need lots of stuff. I candidly don't think that most Americans have a real inadequate amount of underwear, socks, pants, shirts, jackets, and hats. I mean, I think we have probably, I know me, especially with T-shirts, I have about 40 billion (laughs) T-shirts. Shelby has about 40 billion hoodies. Yes, I do. And I'm not judging, dear. I'm not judging at all. Because you don't judge on the T-shirts. No, I don't. So I think we have a lot of those. I also think that with the uh, cheapness of of so many clothing items being made overseas, there's there's just a lot of stuff that's, I mean, even foraging. I mean, there's just, I don't see this being a real item that, that is going to go quickly um, or that you need a lot of because you probably already have some stuff. But at least think about it. Right. You know, especially hats. I think that's one of the things that Yeah, people, I would say warm clothing depending yeah. on your climate so that if the... Think about the folks in Texas. Electricity goes out. They're in extreme weather. The ability to stay warm, not just clothed, mm-hmm. but warm. Make sure yeah. you can handle that in wherever you're living. Not just 50 t-shirts, but warm clothes. It's going to be a thing because you can't just zip over to Walmart and get a 72 cent t-shirt mm-hmm. like you can now. I don't think. I think it's going to be a dollar seventy-two pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Inflation, baby. It'll be mm-hmm. yeah. What is our next one? Our next even numbered one. Next even number thirty-six fire extinguishers. Oh boy! I do think this is a big deal. Um, and I'll give you the example that we had from last summer when um, Antifa was going 
around the Pacific Northwest, setting things on fire. Wildfires, forest Wildfires. fires. We live in a forest. We live in a forest. We, we live used in a, to live in a forest. Yeah. We're moving. We're, we're moving to another forest. Yeah. Um, where there is fire danger. The thing that struck us last summer is we lived in one of the few parts of Washington that wasn't on fire, which yeah. was crazy. And it was a concern for us because if something started like fire abatement emergency vehicle were taxed if we were to call i don't know if anyone would be able to come we made sure we had a fire extinguisher we bought about six was it last summer just to make sure that if something started we could take a good crack at it and at least get it squelched yeah and i remember costco had like a two-pack of really good fire extinguishers kid or kitty k-i-d-d-e um they were like I know, it was like 27 bucks for mm-hmm, two. I mm-hmm. mean, these are these are easy to get now. Costco carries them. Can't go wrong. Uh, it's nice to carry one in your vehicle yes. if you can. Um, a friend of ours uh, was involved in a situation in which a car burst into flames, and he was very glad it wasn't his car, it was somebody else's, that he had a fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. might have saved somebody's life before it got to the gas tank kind of thing. So these are great. They also make, no kidding, we joke around a lot, they also make really good clubs and blunt objects. Yes, I mean, do. if you need to improvise a weapon, go with a fire extinguisher. Plus, you can squirt people in the face. Well, and we talked about it in one of our, the first of this series or the second in this series. When somebody comes, I've said this, when somebody comes breaching through your doors, breaking down your door, and you don't have a firearm, what can you have meet their face so that it's an immediate, you can weaponize something? Fire extinguishers yeah. is a good one. Yeah, a good swing on that, and that person's seeing stars. And nobody thinks it's weird if there's a fire extinguisher by Mm-mm. the door. Everyone's like, oh, that's kind of safe. It's not like you have a, you know, a bayonet by the door or something like right. that that would draw attention. Well, we have number 37, first aid kits. I have a lot to say about first I do aid too. kits. We have a great story to this, too. Why don't you tell the great story? I will, I will set it up by saying this. There are two kinds of first aid kits in my mind. There's the household regular kind for, I'm not saying minor injuries, but for like normal household things. And then there's the tactical kind. So I think Shelby's going to cover the household kind and mm-hmm. I'll cover the tactical kind. Oh, very good. So about a year ago, little over a year ago, I don't know. It was yeah. it was during the middle of COVID. I remember that. Uh, Joel, uh, we all went to um, a coastal area here in Washington State. We went to the cabin. We went to the cabin. And the real life cabin. The real life cabin. And uh, Joel brought three of his friends and they went and they wanted to go play in the water. And I didn't realize this. And I didn't. And that when they went to the water, they were going to go barefoot. Yeah. They left that part out. They, yeah. And then they. Um, and what, what was on the beach? Um, oysters. With what? Razor blade shells. Yes, and barnacles on and them. And barnacles. You're that, basically, remember Die Hard when he walks on the glass? That's what yes, we're talking about here. So, but the seafood variety. Yes. So teenagers come back, their feet are hurting, and... and um, Cut up. And cut up. And, you know, I'm like, hey, go relax. You're okay. I mean, just rinse it off. And, and you know, so, and they did. And then, I, then a few hours later, there was the whole... No, so this is hurt. And I... And not only was it cut up, which was a problem, but you're walking on organic goo and algae and like all the gross stuff, all the saltwater like microorganisms that have just been introduced into your cut up feet. This is not a good situation. And here's the thing. We had just emptied out the cabin of all our prepping supplies. Mm -hmm. Can you see the setup here? So Shelby over here is having uh, teenagers, young teenage men prop up their feet and I'm digging out dirt out of, you know, cuts, deep cuts on feet with, what was it? I think it was a, a utility knife. Yes, it was. A $5 and, Smith & Wesson and, uh, pocket knife and utility And I sent knife. you to the store for looking for peroxide or alcohol, alcohol of some yeah. kind because I wanted to disinfect. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is, uh, it was within two weeks after that trip that we were like, nope, we're going to have more than just, you know, a boo-boo kit. We got. We got some legit. Yeah. We made our own. And they're all over uh, YouTube. Uh We don't have a link for you. But these were like kind of big, flat tubs. But these were no goofing around. This was not, you know, like the Costco thing. And we made it with our own. We put our own iodine and our own, our own 
bandages and butterfly bandages and gauze. some scissors and some tweezers and there's 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 a lot of them like a big beefy household kit i mean we're not going to go into all the contents so good in fact we have three of them now yeah we have one for every location because we never yeah. wanted that to happen again and then it came in handy because joel last summer took a spill on a bike oh, yeah. that not, that he, went over the handlebars went, it was terrible he ended up in the in the ER because he ended up with a bumped head but he had road rash in so many yeah. places and so he texted me from his location I go get him and I texted you saying get out the first aid mm-hmm. kid we need Bam, to we knew right where we it knew was exactly what to do and actually when we got to the ER to have his his head examined because the bump on his head they were like wow he's all bandaged up I'm like yeah that was me mm-hmm. that was <laughs> I did me. that it was good so that's a a great example of having preparedness items for everyday stuff like walking on the beach and bike accidents obviously it'll be an even bigger deal in an shtf yeah. situation because those sorts of calamities are going to be much more common and you can't just go out and buy stuff i can't stress enough the little rinky dink 104 items yeah because 96 of them are individual band-aids <laughs> this is something that i think merits people doing a little bit of YouTube research, going online and getting a big beefy thing. You know, we we just walked into a Walmart or wherever we were and we and we have three of these kits. We'd get three big rolls of gauze and we would get three, you know, three scissors and we would just put it all together. We knew kind of what we needed and we spent a weekend doing this. Yeah, we did. And it was it was well worth it because yeah. Um, those things are going to come in handy. And, and let me add this too, to take it to kind of the next level so that you're ready for the, when you, the day comes and you can't go to the ER. And I've done this and we've done this together. Take some of those classes that you see mm-hmm. around. Two that I recommend, um, a suturing class. A lot of times you can find that through prepping communities. I've, I've, the, uh, we've gone to an expo, a prepping expo, where they've sh- mm-hmm. they've done demonstrations, and you can get little kits mm-hmm. on how to do that. Um, T triple C classes mm-hmm. or stop the bleed classes, so that if there is uncontrollable bleeding, I can't tell you how valuable that was to me. If somebody's if somebody's in front of me bleeding like arterial bleeding, I know how to stop it on almost any part of the body. And T triple C off the top of my head is tactical combat casualty care which is a department of defense basically slideshow it's more than a slideshow uh, it's available on the internet it's free and if you can view that that's great if you can go to a class with that that's even better well we're drifting yes, into we are, but i encourage you to do the that. tactical stuff which yes. is drifting is another way of saying segue and so we're segueing into that there are a lot of thoughts out there on more of the tactical first aid things first of all you have to get training on this. This is not something, I mean, I was just saying you could YouTube contents of a legit household first aid kit. On this topic, um, there's not a lot of, of YouTubing you're going to need to do. You're going to have to go to classes. There's a million great classes out there. You have to do this. You're more likely to need to bandage someone up or put a tourniquet on them than you are to actually shoot somebody. Yep. So keep that in mind. This is life-saving stuff. There are... Uh, a million great tactical first aid uh, packages that are pre-done. I'm a big fan of getting them pre-done instead of trying to come up with your own because, number one, do you know what to get? And number two, it's really hard, I'm serious, to pack them into these little spaces. I would suggest the Bear FAQ, which is Bear FAK for individual first aid or first aid kit. Um uh, Bear Independent, who was a guest of ours, great guy. That's Bear a great Independent. show. He talks about this a lot. He on talks that show. about it a lot, and he's got his his Bear Facts um, first aid kits. I think he can't go wrong there. Um, it's great if there's somebody in your mutual assistance group or team who is medically trained. It could be tactically medically trained. It could be a nurse. It could be a physician. Really important stuff. Here's another thing. Two other things about first aid kits. Number one, tourniquets. Get about a billion good tourniquets. Yep. There's this huge debate, Ford Chevy thing, about what's the best. I personally like Cat 7s. Mm-hmm. Just going to say it. Um, 
don't chintz out on those things. If the plastic is brittle because it's a few years old and it breaks, you should have a tourniquet with you at all times. Not at all times. I mean, probably not. There, there are people out there that carry tur- ankle holster ankle tourniquets. Ankle holster tourniquets and have saved people's lives. Yes. So, yeah. And I, I carry um, them in my vehicle. Um, obviously, on my kit, there's two or three. I forget which. You can't have enough uh, tourniquets. They're 25 bucks for a good one. Um, and the other thing about first aid kits is have a ton of them. Um, You're going to need them, you know, vehicles. You're going to need to hand them out. Um, You're going to need, you're going to, and there's different sizes. There's the ultra compact light ones for your kit, which obviously you want to, you know, conserve space and weight, get some bigger ones for more beefy uses. And then of course the big household ones. So this is the, one of the often overlooked topics you guys is first aid and medical because why guns are way cooler. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. guns are way cooler. And maybe raising chickens, if you're more of a homesteader, is way cooler. You got to get some classes. You got to get some supplies. Another thing I, I see in the prepping community that, that is that is frustrating, this idea that it's somehow splurging or luxury or some unnecessary expense to have first aid supplies. Not at all. Nope. It is most important. very, very important. It's up there with water, you guys. And, and why is it that all the really important stuff you know, gets cast aside as less important. And it's like, oh, don't waste your money on first aid kits. Get an, get another AR. What are your well, thoughts? And I wanted to go back and add to the tourniquets. If you get tourniquets, that's that that presupposes that it has to be partnered with taking a class on how to use mm-hmm. them. We that the reason mm-hmm. why we like, like the Cat 7s is because we took this uh, Stop the Bleed TCCC sort of course. And I now know how to make... How to stop your femoral bleeding mm-hmm. on you, Glenn Tate, in case, and you for me. So yep. you learn how to use it, and then you get quizzed. Can you put on an effective tourniquet from unpack, unpack it and get it on and stop arterial uh, blood flow in less than a minute? Mm-hmm. That's how important it is to know this. So these are really, this is a great example, kind of like the heirloom seeds. You got this stuff, now you got to know how to use it. Another thing people forget about first aid kits and training somehow it's splurging to get training first aid kits get a training first aid kit it's got kind of inert stuff i mean you know it's not like a first aid kit and you use it for training over and over again kind of like the blue dummy guns well there's like blue dummy tourniquets and use those kinds of things very important and it's not something you can just pass off i was just saying that it's great if somebody in your group knows this stuff you, you may not have that luxury and you can't just wait for like an emt to like join your mutual assistance group and then that'll solve the problem you got to be hands-on mm-hmm. you got to do this your stuff your your stuff yourself it's the chemo yep. chemo yep. brain what is our next one next Number one is very handy and i think some of us learned this this last year as well so many of these things yes. kind of got tested this last yes. year number 38 batteries all sizes by furthest out expiration date so look at those when you buy them off the shelf prioritize it's funny you can see the edit on this prioritize double a triple a's because that's what goes in everything yep. and i don't know what these are you'll know cr 123s right I, and let me say this. I don't think it's awful to to not at least get a few C's and D's. There's still mm-hmm. some things out there that require them. And you'll, you've experienced this where you're like, okay, I need to put a battery in that. And you open it up and you're like, what? It doesn't <laughs> take triple A's. Mm-hmm. It takes four C's. What? Yeah. So get a few of those. What are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts on batteries. Um, first of all, before we get into sizes, uh, kinds of batteries, um, there are regular batteries that are, you know, Duracell. Um, Costco has its Kirkland brand. Costco is the place to go for batteries. You get like a 15 or a 20, depends on the size, 32 pack, very inexpensive. They come in a nice container where the contacts don't touch. One of the problems with storing batteries is if you just like throw them in a drawer, the pluses and the minuses are going to be touching each other, and that's going to create little circuits. I don't know if they're circuits, but whatever. It's it kills bad the battery. Form. Kills the battery, creates um, uh, a corrosiveness sometimes. Don't get alkaline batteries at all, period. Speaking of corrosiveness, one of our team guys who shall remain nameless had a $500 headset and put in cheap alkaline batteries that, that – got all corrosive after like a year or two he ended up being able to salvage 
his very expensive headset, but the the contacts for where the batteries go were corroded, and it was a problem. Don't let that happen to you. Lithium is phenomenal. It lasts way longer. It can. Here's the cool thing about lithium batteries. They're more expensive, but they can handle the temperature fluctuations. Mm -hmm. And since almost by definition, you're going to be storing these, you're going to want lithium batteries. Here's what I do. I have a mixture of regular batteries because they're so inexpensive, Costco batteries, basically. By the way, Costco batteries are just rebranded Duracells. Right, the Kirkland brand. Tons of information out there. If you doubt me, Google it. I'm sorry, DuckDuckGo it. Yeah, that's right. We don't Google. So I like to have a mixture of lithium batteries and regular batteries. Regular batteries are great for a variety of other uses, you know, I don't know, whatever, flashlights or something. The lithium batteries I use for really important stuff, headsets, communications headsets, um, weapons lights, and things like that. Do not cheap out on batteries. There are some things you cannot cheap out on. Number one, have quality lithium, as I mentioned, and I think Kirkland slash Duracell ever ready. And number two, have quantity. Quantity, quantity, quantity. You can't go to the store and get batteries. Everything runs on batteries. And this thing, these these Bosnian folks, they really figured it out. Batteries become absolute gold. Now, on as far as like sizes and types of them, not types, but sizes, Shelby's 100% right. Everybody out there has seen AA and AAA pretty much rule the roost. Um, a lot of devices now have multiple triple uh, A's or double A's that are required. And you know how it is. If one of those batteries doesn't work, let's say it takes four, uh, not, uh, your your device isn't going to work. So you got to have a lot of a lot of batteries. Um, she's 100% right about C's and D's. Um, nine volts aren't really a thing anymore, but CR123 is a big deal. Those are, if you're not familiar with them, little kind of pint size C batteries, and they go in a lot of weapons and tactical related things. They go in weapons lights, they go in some optics. That's another reason for good batteries like lithium batteries is optics, red dots and scopes and things like that. You can't have enough CR123s, and if you have some devices that use them, you know what I'm talking about. Another kind of battery to have, how much can this guy talk about batteries? I know. Well, I talked quite a bit about first aid kits. Would so be okay. 2032s and similars like 2066. Those are like the little nickel size or like a coin size thing. And they are uh, especially important for scopes and red dots. Every scope I have, every red dot I have, um, has a variety of its own batteries. Some of them are weird and they take, like I have a great Steiner scope and off the top of my head it takes a 2066 battery. I got like 20 of those batteries and they are marked. Don't just count on you like remembering which batteries because they're all very similar sizes go in which things. They're marked. It says Steiner batteries. Another thought, and this may be my final thought about batteries. I'm like like a kid in a candy store. Mm -hmm. I love batteries. But um, another thing about batteries is that this is maybe an urban legend, but I think it's probably true. And I'm going to wrap this up in the regular show because we only have a few more seconds. Um, sometimes Amazon has older batteries that are on Amazon because they're older. Get fresh ones. Yeah. Uh, batteryandbulb.com is a good thing. Shelby, we have just a few seconds. Why don't you take us out of the regular show? You bet. From Benjamin Franklin. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.